0: Two kangaroos died in Kharkiv, Zusa under occupation in the cave region and Berdansk. The situation with animals during the war differs from case to case. Sometimes people save only themselves because of hopelessness. It is also difficult to deliver humanitarian aid to animals due to constant shelling. This is UA, the day that we survived. Ukrainian journalists have come together to create it with real people who record themselves and send us their stories. The second month of Russia's war against Ukraine has begun. According to UNICEF, more than half of Ukrainian children have fled their homes due to the war. The International Organization for Migration has counted 6.5 million internally displaced persons in Ukraine. In addition, more than 3 million people have left Ukraine. Not only people but also animals are forced to flee and hide from airstrikes, as they are also vulnerable in these circumstances. In Hostomol the Russian occupiers did not spare the horses. Most were burned alive, some survived with the neighboring herds. Alexandra, the owner of the stable, tells about it. Despite the difficult conditions, a lemur was born in the Zo. It was named after the combat drones that destroyed the enemy by rector. People are coming together to help Ukrainian animals by raising funds on food. Marina Shkvira is a candidate of Biological Sciences and co-owner of the White Rock Bear Shelter. Here, in the cave region, bears that suffered from ill-treatment were rehabilitated. Marina was able to take all the animals to a safe place. Now she is waiting for a moment when she will finally be able to return back home together with the animals.
1: This is the Biloskelya Bear Shelter, affiliated with the Ukrainian Save the Wilderness Fund. We have been active since 2012. We save bears and rehabilitate them. Most often, the bears stay with us or travel to other centers in Ukraine or abroad. We have mostly bears and sometimes other animals. We are located in the Kiev region, we have enclosures there, a big natural aviary. When the war has started, our team moved to the shelter and didn't plan on moving anywhere else, but in about 8 days the situation had gotten more dangerous and we decided to look for a temporary place. If enclosures got damaged, there's always a risk of predators coming out, which poses a huge danger to the population. We made arrangements with the colleagues with whom we recently worked. They are from the Domazir beer shelter near Lviv. We evacuated seven bears there temporarily, and our German colleagues offered to take three. Those bears went to Germany forever. They will stay there. Four bears stayed with us. We continue to monitor them, and as soon as the situation stabilizes, we'll return home. The process is complicated even in peacetime and demands time, special transport, transportation cages, enough sedation and a whole team of veterinarians. That was a problem because we welded cages from the very morning. We had little to no sedation and no veterinarians. So partially we evacuated bears of the protocol, dangerously, roughly. We had only a few hours to load because the vehicle also carried humanitarian aid. So on the first trip we managed to take five out of the seven bears and drove a whole day without stopping. Next day, volunteers showed up and veterinarians drove from Kyiv, so we loaded two bears into a smaller car and they came with us. We continue to cover all our expenses. Of course, we are not at the free resort. We pay for all the food and labor to take the pressure off the partner project. The situation
0: with the zoo called 12 months, which is located in Demidov in the cave region, is more complicated. This territory is occupied. On the third day of the occupation, gas and electricity were cut off. The park was completely isolated, and all the bridges around it were blown up. There was no food for animals and no fuel for the electricity generator. Its owner, Mihailo Pinchuk, tells about the situation in the park on his Facebook page.
2: Most of our animals like warmth, and they are slowly dying of hunger and cold. We hoped that the Russians would allow us to pick up small animals and would not forbid the delivery of feed and petrol. But unfortunately, they do not give us access to the zoo. They say that there is no such command. So I can neither bring nor transfer the essentials there. Thank God a few employees stayed in the zoo. They work heroically under fire from dusk till dawn and keep the the animals from dying but we are running out of all the resources now we are waiting for the animals imminent death i addressed this problem to whoever i could I spoke with the administration head, the deputies of the district, many members of your party, and governmental institutions. My goal is a humanitarian corridor to evacuate the animals I can, and those I cannot relocate to feed and warm them up. Everyone feels sorry and promises to think over the problem, but unfortunately, nothing happens. Recently, I thought that the Russians did not want to even hear about animals. Evacuation seems unlikely to happen, and perhaps all the efforts are in vain. I will say things I am pretty sure of, so for me, these are facts. Ever since I became cut off from the zoo, I have always been five kilometers away from it. I am close to the occupation zone. I try to deliver anything to the zoo with the help of volunteers or the Red Cross. The occupiers are not aggressive toward the residents of our zoo. At least they even allowed us to sneak out with two of our animals. One of the leaders said that we could try to deliver food there at our own risk.
3: But how? And with whom? They came
2: to our park more than once to see what was there. They destroyed our office but did not touch the animals. I want to say just one thing. It's interesting that even the most cruel people sometimes treat animals differently. It happens that the suffering of animals can move a person. We need to use this in the animals' favor. Because, as you know, where you can save the soul, you can and should save the world. I understand and agree that it's not a priority during the war. But at least, where military or civilian issues are not being addressed, the issue of dying animals needs to be addressed in no time. Think of tyrants who were inseparable from their dogs.
0: The private farm and cheese production facility Panbaran is also located in the cave region. Small sheep are born every day, thus the farm produces plenty
1: of milk. Good evening! We are based between Kyiv and Boryspiv. You witnessed how the majority of our animals were born here,
3: and we
1: love them and they love us back, and they trust us. An animal cannot flee to safety, so we don't leave them and will fight for them till the end. Someone says we should just abandon them and run for our lives, but the lives of our animals are in our hands
3: hands. Now
1: it's too early for the grass to sprout. We also cannot go to the forest. There is a constant need for hay, food and water. To save the farm, we look for sponsors who would buy our produce. We cook food here and help volunteers who come and deliver food to the people who need it door-to-door.
0: The Russian occupiers conducted airstrikes on the Yasnohorodka family ecopark, which is also located in the cave region. Some of the animals died as a result of the bombing. Another part was evacuated. Currently, several zoos in Ukraine are under fire, for example, Kharkiv Zoo and Feldman ecopark. In Kharkiv itself, which has been bombed by Russian planes since the beginning of the war, there is the only bad rehabilitation center in Ukraine at the Feldman ecopark. Volunteers have been caring for beds here for many years. And this is what the founder of the center, Alona Proludzka, candidate of biological sciences, said about these animals during the war.
4: Our center has been functioning for around nine years, but we are all professional biologists and veterinarians who have been working with bats for over 15 years.
5: We have a large
4: team of specialists, biologists and veterinarians, students and young naturalists. We rescue bats from all over Ukraine because they are listed in the Red Book of Ukraine and unfortunately very often get into trouble, in danger. Some species live in cities re- right next to us, in the holes, on balconies under the windows. And very often when people make repairs they find sleeping bats in the winter and very often throw them out as garbage. Those are the animals we rescue. We do not catch anyone on purpose. They get to us when they get into trouble. Every year we save from 2 to 3000 animals from all over
5: Ukraine.
4: Such injured animals were transferred from Uzhhorod and Lviv to Kharkiv, nearly from every region in Ukraine. The same happened this winter. We already had more than 3000 bats in the center. Every spring, usually late March, early April, we ceremoniously release them. We invite people, to arrange a beautiful event in Feldman Eco Park where we release bats back to
5: nature. But this year they were
4: intervened. In general, people who care for animals have the hardest time during the war, because they need to save not only their lives, but also the lives of pets, because you are responsible forever for what you you have tamed, as Antoine de Saint-Exupéry once said.
5: We have a similar
4: situation. Most of the animals that are now in our center were hibernating. Bats hibernate in winter, so most of them slept in the refrigerators waiting for the spring to come and to be released. I will tell you how we work now during the war. Actually, we had a plan in case something like this happens, so on the first day of the war my colleague Anton Vlashenko knew that we had to go to our center, to the office. We have two buildings, one in the city in Kharkiv, near the Berbashowo subway station, and the other in Feldman ecopark, outside the city. (inaudible) (inaudible) Anton Vlaschenko (inaudible) went to our sleeping beds and together with our colleague made special cages
5: there.
4: Each cage had an exit to the window so the animals could fly out on their own. We decided to release them early because no one knew how long the building would stand and or whether the power would be on. As that happened, the temperature in the refrigerators would rise and the bats could die, so we decided to release them because most animals can survive in wild nature. He made these cages and moved most of the bats into so that they could fly out Well, not all animals flew away at once, because at the end of February the weather was still quite cool and the animals need warmer temperatures to be active. Currently, out of 3,000 animals,
5: 800
4: of our bats are still hibernating in Feldman Eco Park outside the city. We do not have access to it, because it is dangerous to be there due to regular shelling. People who went to save our other animals died there. We hope that our bats are alive and that our building, which is a separate building in the forest, our so-called bat collider, still stands there. This is a unique circle-shaped enclosure where we can fly bats out. Metro Komarov even made a video about it when he traveled around Ukraine and explored amazing places. But we still control the second building in Kharkiv. We stroll there by foot from time to time. So called trolls, of course, because there is no other way to get there. We check on bats that stayed there for the winter.
5: About 300
4: animals now remain in the city. Among healthy animals, some were injured. We took them home because they need constant supervision, medication, treatments, and so on. That's why several people took them home and provide them with everything. Bats need daily manual feeding with insects, so we need to feed them manually every day from morning till night.
5: The
4: treatment also takes a lot of time, but still we manage. Our veterinarian, who works at our center, gives recommendations on how to treat whom, what to give to whom.
5: She also
4: took some bats home, so everyone fostered bats because it's a little easier to care the, for them this way. Regarding the situation in the city of Kharkiv, it is very difficult because Russian troops constantly shell it since the first day of the war. Russian
5: troops constantly shell it since the first day of the war. Of course,
4: the shelling is weaker or stronger, depending on the day, it's especially fierce at night, so moving around the city is dangerous. While my colleagues go to the office to rescue the bats that stay there, they of course risk their lives, because you never know exactly where the missile or projectile will land. But you have no choice, there is no transport, so you have to walk and occasionally visit our office and rescue living bats, and our biological collections. They have great scientific value. I don't want science collections to be lost during the war, so we do our best to save the material to be able to to present it. History shows that very often during the war, museum collections, materials of great value to scientists, were lost. That's why my colleagues rescued bats and collections. We have saved almost everything. Moreover, there was a big fire near our building recently. The Berbyshova market caught fire, our glorious big market in Kharkiv. And the fire was right next to our building. The situation, of course, is complicated, both physically and mentally. Staying in Kharkiv becomes increasingly difficult. Fortunately, all utilities function. You can exist within the apartment. There is electricity, water and even heating. But it is not easy for anyone morally under shelling and bombing, especially with animals.
5: They react the
4: same way. Our veterinarian lives in the epicenter of the bombing in Kharkiv, on Saltivka. She has a lot of animals at home and she can't leave them alone and go somewhere. She stays with them because she understands that they will not survive without her. With the onset of spring warmth, as soon as the temperature is stable at night, we plan to release all of those who are healthy. And we will leave those who are in lifelong rehabilitation or those who are still in treatment, and then we can release them.
5: Of course, this is not how
4: we planned the festive release of beds this year. It would have been the 10th annual release. Release of bats. Unfortunately, it didn't happen as we planned, we have to gradually take them away, rehabilitate and release them ourselves, but we hope that after the war we will rebuild our center and continue to save the endangered animals, because they need our protection and largely depend on our attitude toward them. Nowadays, people often decide whether bats will spend the winter on their balconies or not. Not the climate factors, but humans make that decision.
5: The zoo
0: of exotic animals in the center of Zaporizhia, after the beginning of the Russian-Ukrainian war, accepts animals whose owners were forced to leave the city. At the same time, the Parishans who want to own a pet can take the animal for free. The Nikolaev Sioux came under the fire in the first days of war. Half of the staff was evacuated while some took up arms to defend their homeland. The director of the zoo, Volodymyr Topchi, decided to stay with the animals and help them. To raise funds for food for the animals, he asked to buy tickets for the coming days. You can also buy tickets to the Kiev Zoo. So, while living in various cities throughout the world, people buy tickets to Ukrainian zoos just to support and protect those who can't gather the essentials and evacuate.